0: What's up everybody, welcome back to Storytime with Uncle Reddit. My name is John and this is r slash tales from tech support. So yesterday when I was recording today's uh, Tales from the Squad Car (laughs) episode, I was feeling pretty good. I was on the mend. I don't feel super horrible today, but man, my sinuses, I don't think I've ever had such bad sinus pain and that stuffy stupid nose. I've taken more decongestants than anybody should be allowed. But we'll muddle through, and I apologize ahead of time for the nasally narrations. What does Colgate mean by live life to the brightest? Could it be a rich glass of bread sipped inside a Parisian cafe on a snowy night when my gaze is met by a tall, mysterious... I mean, brushing is directed with Colgate Optic White Pro Series Toothpaste gives you a visibly whiter smile in just three days. So you can live life to the brightest and finish that glass without worrying about teeth stains. Colgate Optic White. Find it at all major retailers. Easiest ticket that another tech failed to close. A couple years ago, I used to work for my university tech support. They hired students to do level 2, I think that's supposed to be level 1, and most of level 2 support. A member of the faculty retired and a new hire took their place, and computer. We got a ticket from them almost immediately after they were hired, stating that their internet was very slow, especially when they used their phone. One of our new techs was assigned this ticket, but approximately an hour later she came back saying that she couldn't find anything causing the slowness, but it was definitely slow. I was sent out next. When I got there, I immediately noticed that the computer and VOIP phone were both hooked up to the same ancient looking beige box. Normally when someone has their own phone extension, their phone is connected to the wall and their computer is connected to the phone's Ethernet pass through, internal gigabit switch. I of course find this beige box very suspicious, so I take a look at it. It's a 10 megabit per second hub. Holy collisions Batman. I set up the phone slash computer in the normal way and all is fine. Yeah, I'm not sure I would have thought about that being a choke point, honestly. But, you know, if the university is hiring students to do level 1 and level 2 tech support, then you kind of get what you get. But either way, we all miss easy stuff once in a while. Poor SSD performance on new laptops. The company I work for primarily does software engineering data analysis, and data engineering. Our current laptops are almost four years old and require a replacement. We asked most employees what the pain points are on the current laptops, and the two most common requests are faster storage and more CPU power. We ordered about 50 laptops from our contact at a major computer brand. We requested new Core i7 Intel CPUs and 2TB of PCLE Gen 4 SSD for all the laptops. Last week we received the laptops and I configured and joined all the laptops to our domain. After handing out the laptops, some users quickly complained that the disk was much slower than the old laptops, which should be impossible. However, after some benchmarks on this user's laptop it seemed that we were missing about two-thirds of the promised IOPS and we were only getting a quarter of the throughput. I ran the same benchmarks on my laptop and was getting the expected results. This difference puzzled me. According to Windows, same driver and same SSD. I tested it on a couple different laptops and most were not getting the expected IOPS and throughput. However, some did. In Windows, I couldn't see any differences between the different SSDs, so I decided to open up the laptops and check the serial numbers on them, and swap them between laptops. Serial numbers looked okay. After swapping the SSDs and looking up the BitLocker keys, both SSDs are producing the expected IOPS and benchmark numbers. After swapping them back, both laptops produced the correct numbers. I opened up a third laptop that was also not getting the expected numbers, uninstalled the SSD, and reinstalled it. This laptop was now also producing the correct numbers. What the hell? This gave me a hunch, and maybe the SSDs are not running on four PCIe lanes, but only on one lane? After checking how many PCIe lanes the computer reported on another laptop with performance issues, it showed that the SSD was running on one PCIe lane. In the end, I opened up all the laptops, uninstalled and reinstalled the SSDs. I'm not sure how you can mess this up so bad, but in about 60% of the laptops, the SSDs weren't fully plugged into the M.2 slots. Honestly, I got lucky by figuring this out so quickly. I would have never expected that you could incorrectly plug in an N.2 SSD and that it would still work. Pretty impressive if you ask me. How do you mess up so bad that more than half of your SSDs are not plugged in all the way? I know how. It's lower tier people who are basically just plugging parts in. They're plugging SSDs in all day or doing similar tasks and uh, it's somebody that's being timid. They're afraid to break something or they've broken something in the past and now they're gun shy and... So they're trying to get them seated without pushing too hard, and they're not succeeding. You know, in the construction field, we've had that before. People take a hammer and they go tap 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 tap. When you're doing trim carpentry, you need a little bit of finesse, a little bit better aim. When you're framing, you grab the end of that handle and just let her fly, man. If something needs to move, you gotta you gotta be willing to put some ass behind it. But I guess you gotta know when to apply the right amount of pressure. That. That's the easiest way to say it. Uh, I mean, my son-in-law gets nervous when I pop the ram in and out of my tower or his or put anything in or out of a slot. If, if I get everything lined up right, I, I can go ahead and put some muscle behind it. Uh, when they were brand new, it was a little tough switching out my ram. You got to be able to pull it out. It takes some force because um, everything was so tight. And as long as you're pulling straight or pushing straight, it's not a problem. I mean, it's not like I'm crushing through the motherboard or anything, but yeah, I think it's just somebody being real timid with it and they're afraid they're going to break something or crack a board or whatever. So that's the only thing I can come up with. That is also not covered by the warranty. Tale from the fruit store. This is not my story, but one told to me from a good friend and then former co-worker. He used to work for the fruity tech store as a very smart person. He enjoyed the job as the pay for what actual repair work they would do was excellent but he said the customers were the worst. One such example was when he was working with a gentleman who came in with one of their higher end laptops. The screen had been cracked due to a drop. As his customer had not purchased the fruit care plus warranty for the device, accidental damage wouldn't be covered and he would have to pay for the repair. It was around thousand dollars. The guy got very upset with my friend and was trying every sales tactic he could to convince him to make an exception and cover the repair under the standard warranty and is getting more and more agitated. Laptop dude. Come on man, why do you guys even make them out of metal and glass? That's so fragile. It should be covered as a manufacturer defect. Coworker. No sir, the company makes only high-end products using quality materials. The standard warranty does not cover accidental damage. Laptop dude. You need to cover this. To make people pay $1,000 for an accident? Ridiculous. You'll cover this. Coworker. As I've explained to you several times, this will not be covered under warranty. Even if I entered this in as a warranty repair and mailed it out to the repair center, as soon as they turn it on, they'll mark it as accidental damage and charge accordingly. It's out of my hands, sir. Laptop dude. This is BS. Laptop dude then grabs his laptop off the counter and makes an unintelligible angry noise and hurls it at my friend's head. Oh my god. Friend is able to duck down quick enough and the laptop slams into the wall just behind him. When the laptop completes its journey to the floor, it's now in two pieces, display and main body. My friend gets back to his feet, points to the laptop, looks back at the steaming dude and says, and that isn't covered by warranty either. The laptop man just got so mad he screeched and stomped out. My friend never told me what happened after that, as he said that he refused to work on that ticket or deal with it further after that, and his manager took over. People are crazy. Yeah, I'll never understand how people think that their carelessness, sometimes it's not even carelessness. Sometimes you just, you drop something. It just happens. But how is that the fault and responsibility of the manufacturer? If I accidentally run my car into a brick wall, okay, it was an accident. Maybe I hit the wrong pedal by mistake, or my foot slipped, or something like that. How is that How is that Ford's fault, or Chevy's fault, or whatever? Like, that makes no sense at all. Now, you have to carry insurance by law in pretty much every state, as far as I'm aware. You have to carry a basic minimum liability to cover other people's property. If you pay extra for collision, and all that stuff, and theft, and fire, and yada, 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 comprehensive, then... You can be covered for that, but you have to pay for the insurance. I mean, it it only makes sense. It's not somebody else's responsibility to take care of your oopsies. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. End users' unwillingness to drive into the office. So the company I'm with, IT is a corporate level entity rather than contracted, so I have a bit of leverage in my position. The businesses are owned by the corporate group instead of the other way around. Essentially, that means I'm in a position where I can tell people to pound sand if it comes to the topic being outside scope. Recently, one of my colleagues put in there two weeks and I told my boss, Hey boss, I'll build all the computers for this site in the meantime. They're 10 hours away from me by drive. That's probably enough background. So I've been in a battle with this site for two weeks and my boss has basically caved in today and told them, We'll send somebody out to assess your on-site situation. I wasn't done playing chicken with these people yet. This is something where I don't have the time for this nonsense. Especially since my local user base is way bigger than this other site. And if I run around for anyone, it's my a-holes, not some a-holes I don't even know. The last two weeks, there's been an end user at this site emailing everyone under the sun they think will be able to make a difference. IT lost the computer. Nobody's helping me find the computer the IT department purchased for me. My colleague of Merit and Valor, who recently left the company, had picture documentation of all 18 computers that were stored in the imaging room the computer in question wasn't among them so i told them this information again i couldn't get anyone at that site to simply walk around and look for this box that was signed for by their local receiving so eventually i used dell k-a-c-e to make a baby database of all 18 of their storage computers so they could easily see the serial numbers purchase order number vendor number computer model expiration blah 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 and sent them another It's not in the IT room, look for it. It wasn't until I did this and then bluffed that nobody's coming to help them find this system. We have accurate info on what is in this locked room and this computer isn't there. That the HR department finally got off their butts and checked the end user's desk. The guy from receiving it dropped the computer off on the end user's desk. It wasn't even labeled with their name. My boss is still flying one of my team out to this place but I bought them a few weeks at this point at least. And the end user couldn't even drive into the office and check their desk. To make this better, I found out from the old IT guy that HR had his key to the IT storage room. They could have just checked the entire time. I don't know. I'm kind of torn on this one. I would have driven into the office to see if the laptop was there and try to settle things so that I could get my job done and stop the craziness. But at the same time, if I'm work from home and somebody's supposed to be supplying me with a laptop and they're not giving me information and it's my office... It was obviously this guy's location that was screwing things up. They didn't label it right. They dropped it off at the desk. He's a work from home, whatever. And there was no internal checks and balances to keep track of things like that. No inventory list. To me, that just seems nuts too. So I could kind of see this guy's reluctance to drive all the way into the office just to check for a laptop that nobody else knew where it was. What do you guys think? Let me know down below. You're using whose ISP? So almost 20 years ago, I worked for a call center doing support for an ISP. This call was over three hours and had a couple different support staff come to check on me. Caller was unable to get online and started off with her connecting wirelessly through a wireless USB adapter. After figuring this out, I patiently explained that she needed a modem slash router for the adapter to connect to. Her story quickly changed to her connecting wirelessly to her cousin's Wi-Fi who lives in the same building, but a different floor, and used a different company than the one I worked for. I quickly explained she would need to contact that provider and would most likely need to be in cousin's apartment. Another change to her story, she was now connecting to her sister's internet. When I asked where her sister lived, five minutes away by driving, (laughs) I inhaled and started explaining that a Wi-Fi connection doesn't have that much range. She was one of the customers that seemed to have a different string for why I should be able to troubleshoot her connection that was never her connection and still expected me to be able to make it work. I find that wireless, Wi-Fi, hotspotting, 4G, all of that still confuses the hell out of people. Now, if you don't use it, you don't research it, I get it. A lot of people assume that Wi-Fi, wireless, whatever is all the same. They shouldn't, but they do doesn't sound like the lady was really giving you a hard time though. It sounds like she was just trying to get her head around it and didn't understand it. So I kind of went through this with an older couple who I did some computer repair work for in their home. Uh, they had an old machine and it's been a while. So I'm trying to remember, I don't know, let's just say 90, Windows 95 and we were already in Vista at this point. You know, I went into their house, cleaned up their computer for them, left, and then they called me up a couple days later and complained about how slow it was for their modem to connect when they were dialing in. Well, they had a 56k modem still, and they were getting the same speeds that they'd gotten originally. I tested everything, and it was the same speeds. Um, it just takes a while to, you know, connect up, and do the handshake and all that. But for some reason, because the computer got faster in itself, you know, general operating, um, and their solitaire game didn't stutter, I guess they assumed that the internet should work faster too. And uh I tried to explain to them that, you know, that's just not the way it works. So I convinced them to go ahead. They they were in a good spot to get DSL, and they were more than happy with DSL. I tried to get it here, and evidently I'm about 900 feet too far from the switching station to be able to use DSL here. So is what it is. But anyway, yeah, people just don't have a concept of it if they don't work with it or research that. So I don't have a modem. I have a direct connection. This one made the cut. Dealing with someone who can't connect to the VPN. No connection attempts shown on our end, so the issue's on their end. Try to get her to restart her modem, and she says the above. I admit I'm slack-jawed for a minute, not sure what to say. I have to walk her backwards through how an internet connection works to find... A modem box. The thing that bothered me most with this was that she kept arguing with me every step of the way. Like, I already did that. I already spoke with my provider. And who could forget, what difference will that make? Ma'am, you called me. If you want my help getting back online, play ball. Work with me, not against me. And that call would have taken half the time that it did. She restarts the modem and the fiber box and shock and horror, her next connection attempt goes through. Hardest part about this was not being smug in my team follow-up, saying I could see her next connection attempt went through. Maybe that was a little smug. Eh, sue me. That's what we were just talking about. People wanna argue. They don't know what they're talking about, but they wanna argue. And it comes from a place of total ignorance. That was not a fart, by the way. That was my sneaker on the chair, seriously. But yeah, if you don't know anything about it, don't argue. My wife will do that to me. She'll call me for help with this stupid printer and this stupid laptop. And, you know, I try to help the best I can. I can only do so much. You know, sometimes I need a little bit of time to, you know, Google some stuff, kinda of put it all together on my head piece it together with her description of what the issue is you know the whole time she's arguing with everything i say if the internet's working slow restart the modem and router if you can't see your cursor moving on the screen of your laptop maybe turn on the trackpad there's a thought yeah i know i can sort of feel his pain it's pulling from the wrong place i support specialized software I hear from a person who tells me that her report is getting data from the mailing address instead of the physical address. Okay, I look at her report and see that it's definitely getting data from the physical address. No, no, she says, it's not getting the correct county. It's getting it from the mailing address. I look at her report again. It's definitely getting the county from the physical address. I look at the physical address and the data. Um, the county is incorrect. The report is correct. The data is wrong. I tell the user that it was a data problem, not a report problem. No response. Then later, I hear that the report is now returning too much data. Really? Before I can respond, she tells me that she's sorted it out. Okay, I say, and cross my fingers that I don't hear from her again. Please deliver me from people who think they know what they're talking about. Eh, we're all guilty of it. You know, every once in a while, I'll say something to try to sound smart like I think I know what I'm talking about. And, uh, it usually fails miserably. Doesn't stop me from trying, though. You've been listening to Storytime with Uncle Reddit. If you enjoy this content, be sure to follow my podcast. I upload new episodes at least three times a week.